0: Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut, drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut. Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks, and come and listen in, we're Measuring Flicks. Hello everyone, welcome to Measuring Flicks. I am Carl Hartley. And I am Max Peterson, and... Man, I'm super stoked about this month. It started as a joke, but I'm having yep. a lot of fun with the movies that we've been watching for it. Oh no shit! Right? It's like kind of like this little oh. What if what if we do
1: all mask movies? <laughs> Wait, these right. movies are fucking awesome as shit. Yeah, these dude. are incredible. So it's like then, and the mask.
0: Yeah, but, you know. Okay, yeah. The mask is. I have some mixed feelings about the mask. We'll talk Excuse about you. it later on this we'll afternoon. But uh, there, there's there's good, there's bad. The movie we're talking about today is man there is basically nothing in here to gripe about and i'm going to we're i hope we can get into a little bit when this movie first came out there was a lot of like fans bitching about certain stuff oh and, sure i mean
1: me i was one of them dude
0: yeah yeah i i've been like, i've been an apologist for this for a long time but now what rewatching here's what we're talking about today today we're talking about 2012's the dark knight rises directed by chris nolan Fucking shot, the shoots the wheels off the motherfucker, is Wally Pfister is the director of photography. Man. God damn, is this Thank guy... Thank you for
1: saying their name, because shit.
0: Yeah, dude. Oh! The, you've, there's a couple people who need shoutouts aside from the director this time around. D- Wally Pfister's one of them. The other is Hans Zimmer. This movie is not this movie without Hans Zimmer's score.
1: This And this is a thing, dude. I'm not, like, a Zimmer fan. Mm-hmm. Like, by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. I think he's kind of limited, <gasps> but... He,
0: I know. <laughs> no, no, yeah, okay, go on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but his Dark Knight, his Batman suite right. is fucking incredible. His Inception score is great. I, think I love he his works with
0: Nolan. Interstellar.
1: He's like shining. Yes, I haven't seen it yet. It's so. another Nolan flick, and it's dude. It's like Williams always sounds the best when he's directing for Spielberg or Lucas. Yeah. like it's just.
0: I agree. I I think I think that Nolan Zimmer is a combo that you need, kind of like Elliot Rocket and Ty West. Like, there, absolutely. There's. Crews of people who really get each other and work well together I think Nolan and Zimmer are well suited to each other stylistically
1: Yeah, absolutely
0: Um, So this film is starring Christian Bale By the way, man like Remember this is a Batman movie as I'm reading this fucking cast Mm -hmm. This is a golden age that we were living in when this movie (laughs) got made Alright, so in this Batman movie Which used to have great lines like Ice to see you (laughs)
1: yeah. <laughs> Remember back in the day It's
0: going to be a hot ta- hot time In the cold town tonight. Like that's what we had And now we have Christian Bale Tom Hardy Gary Oldman Michael Caine Anne Hathaway Joseph Gordon-Levitt Cillian Murphy Marianne Cotillard Morgan Freeman And motherfucking Liam Neeson And that's just the main cast There that's are your... a... Yeah yeah, that's there the dream so team. There are some people
1: that play. That play um, just Batman Begins, because I watched. I had to. I watched them. Just burn through them. Um, yeah, yeah. Just burn through them. But there are some people like the coat dude in Batman Begins. That's a nice coat. Yeah, yeah. He's like a. He's like a person. He's like an actual actor. He's like the, the Russian guy from movies. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: I recognize the guy. Like,
1: He's like trash can Russian in this. And, <laughs> in, and in the Batman boots. Begins. Yeah, like, yeah. Please be in your fucking movie, Christopher Nolan. And the, I will wear a coat. I don't give a fuck. I almost <laughs> like, feel
0: like after after Chris Nolan really made his mark and just started this, like slaying with like Batman Begins yeah. and Inception comes out and then everyone's like, oh, Chris Nolan's a genius. I feel like he was <laughs> yeah. like, all right, I need, I need, like, a crowd scene. Who can I get for the crowd scene? And he turns around, and it's like Brad Oscar Pitt. Oscar winners are raising their hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll be guy number five. Yeah, sh- Listen, Mr. Pitt, you're uh, a little bit – you're going to be distracting if you're um, in the be- –
0: we can't. Yeah, it's like Tom Hanks is like, can I play homeless bum number four? And he's like, uh, right. we're gonna have we're gonna have to do a callback. It's you and De Niro. Our, uh, <laughs> right. we got right. a three way tie. It's De Niro, Pacino, and and uh, Tom Hanks. You guys are all trying to play uh, a one minute role. Uh, yeah, we don't really have the though, budget man. to hire you. Oh, we'll do it for free. We'll do yeah, it for totally <laughs> free.
2: For totally
0: free. Um, what kind of coffee you like? I'll bring yeah. you coffee. I don't what even. Kind of real, I'm actually looking for a crew spot. I want to be the best right. boy. You're exactly. you're Jim Carrey. You oh. don't have to be the best boy, man. I'll I'll put you in the motherfucker.
1: No, I no, no. I played the goddamn Riddler. I've been in a Batman. Yeah, I've yeah. Been in a Batman.
0: <laughs> I got history with this franchise.
1: <laughs> you were in one of the shitty ones, though, sir. Oh, I anyway. have
0: a I have such a soft spot for the me worst too. Batman movies. I mean, movies. I
1: said it, and it's just me like don't don't hate on your. I fucking know. As soon as it's the nineties Batman dude, you love that shit. Shut up. <laughs> as
0: soon as you said it, I was like, i like you're being an asshole. I was like, I wonder if Carl really doesn't like that movie because that hurts me a little. But I got them all on Blu-ray, baby, oh, and I spin them every October. Ditto, ditto. I I my October's are so jam-packed, full of blood, and like it's nuts, really? dude.
1: My October like is pep- like one horror, uh, but like you gotta pepper in the OG. Batman's because they kind of keep you.
0: I don't do it. <laughs> I go all the way deep in October, flowing. but I definitely stack the Batman's. End up in fall. They're good fall movies. Yes. I think it's because yeah. Gotham always looks so fucking cold. It
1: does. Yep, it's cold. Everyone's always bundled up. In this one, like I want all of the jackety things. Everyone that Bane is, is wearing
0: well dressed. Yeah, I think yeah. the the big shearling coat that he wears with the giant shearling collar is his coat. That's yeah, Tom Hardy's I that favorite too. coat. I've like been I've been looking for him, and then I see the price tag, and then I run screaming from them as quickly you as I You have to again. be
1: Tom Hardy in order to afford that right. fucking jacket.
0: He's had it since he was a kid. It was like a weird, like serendipitous. He found it in a shop when he was like 16 or 18, and he's worn it all the way through his career. It's he looks good in that go It
1: looks like a well-loved teddy bear. The damn Hell thing is, is yes. broken, but like, oh, I want to smell it for
2: sure.
0: All right, before we dive into Dark Knight Rises, I promise I will not derail us, but we're not talking about these movies, but. I just discovered a film fucking franchise that I had never seen any of these films before. You know this. I've been texting you about it. Oh, so yes. I got on Voodoo and I bought the four film collection of the Predator movies. Dude, mm. I had you knew about them. I oh, had man. I like always yeah. kind of had Predator in my head. I was alive when like Aliens versus Predator came out and I was like, oh yeah, I didn't see it. <laughs> Haven't seen any of them.
1: Yeah, that's a great score too That's Alan Silvestri, baby Yes, it is Back to the Future
0: I finally watched uh, Oh, and it's John McTiernan Well, After I watched Predator for the first time I'm like like, I'm like This this John McTiernan fella She makes a pretty interesting film Has he done anything else? Carla, what did you text me back? I said, oh, nothing big Just die
1: hard (laughs) Oh, and then and then you did the hunt for an October in Medicine Man with Sean Connery so, I know, I know whatever. As soon as you texted we'll me Die it.
0: Hard, I was just like Ah oh. <laughs> oh, that hurts me, that's, I fucked yeah. up I shouldn't have texted this <laughs>
1: <a
2: bit. laughs>
1: But no Sometimes it's better to IMDB and say face Yes, <laughs> oh
0: yeah, uh, from now on it's gonna be like Deep research where I'm just I gotta know my shit before I text you Cause I don't get these <laughs> these really like scathing Acid texts at well, no, one in the morning Honestly
1: though, I thought you were JM me Like what? What else was he talking about? Like, oh Max, nothing, big. Just die hard <laughs> you're really Oh, you're fucking serious.
0: All right. And I do and I do a podcast with you about movies. I know, you rethought your Just life. Kidding. I could feel uh, it in the text. You're like, maybe this is the last text I ever send, Max. <laughs>
1: No, that's a great series, though, man. Yeah, we could do that shit anytime. An- Alien and Predator, man. Like anyone just who fuck. hasn't
0: seen the Predator films, like I hadn't. I'm a big Arnie fan, but I just skipped them I, for whatever reason. I missed them. If you haven't seen them, I'm telling you, now is the time to watch Predator. Danny
1: Glover and fucking Bill Paxton and Predator two. Los Angeles the future 1995
0: you're like what dude, the fuck dude i'm telling you predator 2 is the die hard 3 of the predator series i'm so i think it might be my favorite
1: one actually is predator 2 because <laughs> yes, it's fucking Glover
0: shoot shoot you look at that pussy face
1: i'm like oh my god Danny Glover i love you you just call the predator pussy
0: face oh my god so yeah predator's bitching. everybody should watch it um it really quick it reminded me when i texted you what else has john McTiernan done and you're like fucking die hard <laughs> when I was like, uh, I think I was 20 years old I spent a month in France And it was misery over there I had a great time in France But the people I was staying with were kind of rough They, kinda <laughs> they, they b- eight- kind of sucked a shit lot They were eight of It was bad, yeah, the people I was staying with were kind of rough But there was this Austrian um, exchange student, kinda He was working his way around France He would, like, stay with people and work in their, you know, like Fix stuff up for him or work in the garden or do some chores And then they would give him room and board And then he'd move on to the next place, like, a couple days later And that's how he was, like, he was backpacking, it was super cool He was really nice, his name's uh, Matthias So... The lady I'm staying with drops me and Matias off In the town center of I can't remember if we were in Toulouse or Ovilare But we're in one of those two places And she just like kicks us out of the car And she's like, be here in like three hours Or I won't pick you up And she just bails Holy shit Yeah, so I'm like, shit So me and I turn to him and I'm like What would you like to do? Would you like to go and take in some of these Art sites or old churches. He's like, I have, "Do you want to go get fucking drunk somewhere?" I was like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, totally, yeah. man." So uh, when we, so we went and got some beers and we're just chilling outside on a bench, drinking beers, talking about Europe and blah blah blah. I'm this bright eyed young American kid out in the world for the first time, and we started. It, young American. And I got Bowie in my head. Yeah, it, dude, it was like the it was my it was this was my Bowie period. I'm learning new stuff about art and culture. And uh, it's during the George Bush years So Bush is president around this time So I'm sitting there and I'm like You know, hey, it's been He's like, I bet it's been kind of rough over here for you You know, like American and stuff I'm like, yeah You know, man, we There's a lot of people who in America Who feel the same way as you Like, yeah, George Bush is fucking up bad He's really screwing up our country You know, you get bad leaders every once in a while I say to this guy Matthias from Austria And I go, you know I, I mean, have you Has your country ever had any bad leaders? And he goes, fucking Christ. He goes, uh, there, there was Hitler. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, that's how I felt when I asked you what else John McTunen had directed. I was like, should have known that one. That yeah. was a that was an easy pitch over home plate, like you know, uh, talking to the Austrian it. guy. It
1: wasn't even moving at all. It was F- just, yeah, it was. The on, teams are straight. This just was like not even spinning. This just was
0: tee ball. This was on the tee in front of me, and I had like a cricket bat, and then I just shit my pants instead of swing. I don't know, dude. I was like, you know,
1: just Hitler.
0: Hitler, and I was like. I am so fucking sorry that I am stupid, and he's like, it's fine, don't worry, a lot of people think of him in Germany, and I'm like, no, no, I knew this, I just dropped this one all the way down (laughs) I
1: mean, even if you didn't read a history book, but at least watch Last (laughs) Crusade, you should know that
0: shit Oh my god, yeah, like, every movie made between, like, 1980, or 19, like Fifty <laughs> and now. I
1: keep forgetting that I can see you and I can see me, but our audience can't see me because I just Kermit the Frog lipped and teed you. You definitely it's did, my... but you
0: but like so, with the heavy side eye, which the, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That is my um. That's my my. Huge... Your wife
1: just closed the door. <laughs> I know she's up
0: here like yeah. That one time that Max forgot about Hitler. I don't need to hear this fucking story again. <laughs> Alright Um. so let's dive into the Dark Knight Rises Let's start at yes. the beginning Work our way through as as linearly as we can While hitting big topics as we go Because fuck dude I remembered this well, being Well can we
1: just talk about the big the spoiler Up front or we want to wait for it Which big spoiler That this, spo- isn't, which that this spoiler? isn't a Batman movie Oh, that this is like uh I mean it is. is a Robin origin story is what it is before anything else. It is a Batman story. You think but it is also a Robin I think origin it's, story. I think this is more like watching it this time for the show. Mm-hmm. As soon as uh we get introduced to
0: um Joseph Robin, Gordon Levitt's character, yeah. Right.
1: Officer. I'm like this is a fucking the Dark Knight Rises isn't about anyone but him. It's literally the title of the film. He comes up out of the ground, he gets risen. At the end, on a platform in the Bat Cave, interesting. As the new Dark Knight, okay. He is the Dark Knight rising.
0: I think through this entire movie. I think there's that at work, but also I think that it's the, Nolan.
1: There's like eight things going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think there's this.
0: Um, the the other thing that I thought I because I noticed um some I didn't notice that, but I saw a parallel with the title as well, which was. So Bruce Wayne, I'm, we're going to assume that everyone has seen The Dark Knight Rises It was one of the biggest fucking movies in the country And it came out eight years ago So we're just going to talk all the way through this Lots of spoilers, maybe watch it But, um, what? What do you got?
1: Sorry, eight years, that doesn't even seem fucking right in my head I know, I had a problem Sorry. with
0: that too I thought it was like 2016 or 2017 But no, 2012, that's when that Four came out
1: Eight does oh god damn
0: Yeah, it came out a while back It's kind of horrible <laughs> to think about But, um, so... Batman at this point in the at this point in the franchise, he's taken time off. He hasn't been seen in what 7 years they said or something seven like that. 7
1: years. Well, he had this run-in with this fella called the Joker a few years back that fucking broke his body and his soul. So, he's kind of been, you know.
0: I thought it was interesting that they don't talk about the Joker in this movie at they all. Don't. The focus is all on Two-Face. Yep. Which is yep. interesting. I thought that that was First of all, I thought that was a good way to handle the tragedy that happened with Heath Ledger on that Absolutely. film. Absolutely. Is n- let's not try and capitalize on his, not technically final, but his final performance, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. let's, yeah, let's not capitalize on tragedy, so let's leave that alone. And I think it really works because he, the Joker doesn't fit thematically with this movie. But not the Two-Face character definitely <clears throat> does. So I thought that was a, first of all, just great filmmaking and also a really cool way to handle what was, that, I mean, you remember when um, The Dark Knight came out and everyone's like losing their mind about the Joker and then Heath Ledger yeah. dies and like that was a whole, that movie was its whole, whole own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I like is Batman takes seven years off, eight years off and there's this, there is a theme here where, where Alfred keeps telling him, he's like, you're not Batman anymore. You know, you're Bruce Wayne. You think you think you're going to put the suit on, you're going to throw your toys and and that's going to make yeah. you Batman. You're just going to go out and pretend like nothing's happened. No, that's you are not this guy anymore. And what I love about the setup of the prison that it's this like kind of inspired by the the oubliette. I think is the name for it, the prison. It's a it was this I don't even know if they built it. It was a conceptual prison where all of the cells were in a circle with the only window facing towards a central point which was yep, a guard the that's the oubliette <laughs> and the central point is a guard tower and the idea is you need minimal staff because everyone assumes that they're being monitored at all times which is interesting because that prison is a metaphor for what is what how Bane sets up Gotham City and that prison mm-hmm. is also a metaphor for America in 2020 we just our central guard tower just looks like an iphone and we carry it in our pocket
1: Absolutely man i kept thinking about shit like when he's watching things on the television
0: Yeah you know like in dude, the prison and I'd, like i have three devices in near very near me i'm talking to You on an imac i've got the the um the my my air is to my right and my phone is behind me All three of those devices have live cameras Yep i got a live camera here live camera
1: there like ca- <laughs> i have four i have Four right. within reaching distance so,
0: And a Finding Nemo coffee mug th- Which you gotta break that immediately Carl it's fucking listening to you man But no yeah. like think about that Like so people are like wow The Oubliette that's a what a horror What a hell of psychological Torment and then when you just Turn the when you make the Guard tower invisible mm-hmm. And you just you, We're all walking around in basically Free range cells you know, in an in in oubliette country. So in 2012, watching this, I picked up on none of this. But in 2020, no, where we're watching like people, like people are not anymore, allegedly it's all stopped, but like last week, I know this will date the podcast a little, but last week, man, they were black bagging people in Portland. Yeah. Like, federal agents were just whisking people off the street, off to secret prisons, not even charging some of them, just releasing them a week or two weeks later. And they're like, I have no fucking idea where I was. I was handcuffed to a chair. They fed me. Yep. They never announced who they were. I have no fucking idea what happened, and there's no repercussions for that. And that's, um, that's America? No, dude, that's Gotham City 2012 with yep. fucking Bane at the steering wheel. Anyway, this movie watches right now really well. It's heavy, so if you're dealing with any... We're all under a lot of pressure and stress.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, I watched this with Danielle, and we both seen it previously. Right. Uh, and we are both at certain moments in the film were just looking at each other like, are you fucking serious? Is Nolan clairvoyant? Like, what the fuck is happening Dude, right it's... now? This is...
3: <laughs> I'm getting chills. Like, I'm getting chills though. talking yeah, about this motherfucker. Though,
1: maybe, like, they just had, they're tapped into, like,
0: the... the it's the an often misused the word. The collective,
1: yeah. collective unconscious, right? It's like, just... Ugh. It's the, there's something going on there It's creepy
0: There's a really specific meaning For the term zeitgeist And it's often misused But that's uh, That's kinda I think What we're talking about I was going about.
1: to use zeitgeist But I'm like I don't know
0: if it's appropriate In that particular I think it has to do I've been listening to a lot of um, Philosophy Philosophize This Great podcast Shout out um, I've been listening to a lot of stuff About philosophy And the term zeitgeist Is a philosophical term That means I think it means like – it has to do with like the world of, of forms that you currently exist in maybe. It's like a weird specific thing. But most people just use it to mean like the, the general giant mode of cultural thought, which I right. think is what Nolan's tapping into here. I would think so. Oh, man, one of the things – watched this with me because you can't not. When this movie's on, you sit down and watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bird and I were talking like by the end of this movie – one of the things that we really appreciate and love about art, but also the great tragedy of great art, is oftentimes you see stuff like this, and it—it's Babe Ruthin. It's pointing mm-hmm. to the outfield. It's like, this could happen if this keeps going on. That's what the best science fiction always does. And I think in a lot of ways, this is a sci-fi movie. You know,
1: it's got a lot of that. Asimovian sort of future pointing for sure. Yeah, like, it,
0: and you know, I know this is massively overused as well right now, but like it also has that Orwellian thing.
1: Orwellian too. That like, I think this is like the Asimov thing to me. Like Orwell gets used a bunch because of like Big Brother is watching, but right. like iRobot and Foundation, and some of those have have some really like if you read those books now, you're like, Jesus, fucking Christ Definitely. I, my <laughs> my author
0: crazy, man. <laughs> my author for the pandemic is Philip K. Dick.
1: Oh, no, fuck you, man. This, okay.
0: This has some. I know it's a mistake. You win. No, no, That's don't a mistake. I'm not recommending it. Yeah, like don't do it. No, I'm definitely.
1: <laughs> I read a, one of his collected works of short stories just before the pan- Like I, I closed the cover on like the best of of Philip K. Dick short stories from little, whatever. Your phone goes. Like, oh, that was a nice. That was a nice read. And then,
0: um, sorry, we have to lay you off because of pandemic. I'm right. like, What
1: is happening right yeah,
0: now? Yeah, you're like, wait, wait, is this? Are you really doing this? Or am I just seeing the algorithm for the first time? Because yeah, my eyes no have been... Shit. Yeah, dude. Philip K. Dick will mess you up right now. But in a, lo- in a lot of ways, this movie has, like, Philip K. Dick overtones to me. Yeah. Where reality does get blended or-, or kind of shifted around in this. When we see Liam Neeson later on, even though we saw him die in the first movie, and he literally vanishes. So mm-hmm. is he a figment of his imagination? Is he at the onset of madness? Or is this... Some other thing. Now, the Liam Neeson thing. I want to talk about the fan criticisms because, because okay. I think that the criticisms are solved, air quotes solved, by the tone of this movie, by the the vibe of this movie. So the two they the big, are
1: once you've had time to, once a few years have passed
0: and you can, because I was one of those fans that was like, this is bullshit, right? The fucking piss. So one of them is the Liam Neeson thing, and the other yep. big plot. They call it a plot hole I don't think it is But a lot of people Had the huge complaint How did Batman get from Bane's hole in the ground prison In like Kazakhstan Or wherever the hell it is yep. To America In like a day <laughs> Less than half a day Yeah he's like boom He's. I think there actually is A little bit of time That passes there I think that when he gets There out, is
1: and I noticed that this time it's like actually there's been there's been some time that has passed. It wasn't like a day or
0: two. It's not a ton, but it is like a he a couple days, but still he's got no resources, he's supposed to be dead. He's in a hostile country, right? And people were like, that's a plot It's also Bruce Wayne. Yeah, dude. Okay. So here's here's my here's my take on this. This is a Batman movie. A, based on a comic book series. Mm -hmm. Where when you need characters in a comic book, you're reading a comic book, you're on page six and they need Batman to be not in France anymore. But now he needs to be in South America or he's comes in in
1: through the door. He's in the next panel in shadow.
0: Yeah, dude, you you flip the page and it's like, boom, Brazil, two days later. And that's like Batman's in the shadows. And no one ever looks at a comic book and goes, well, wait a minute. Does. What? How? What was the physical mechanism that allowed the superhero to travel? I did some math, and it's a two thousand mile journey. That would take a minimum of. No one fucking does that. You know why Batman's back in Gotham? Because that's where he's needed Batman, in the story.
1: But you know, you know why people have that issue, though, is because these three movies do not watch like comic book movies. I think and this, so. People, people start to step. They start to fall more into the. This is real life versus comic book, and this is. This is a fucking comic book movie. Yeah. And people forget that because it's so well made. It's not it's not Schumacher.
3: Right. right. It's
0: I also, it's not
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger in a fucking freeze suit. It's
0: I also have a I also think that maybe the the fan criticisms of this movie are kind of the early wave of people just liking to pick shit apart. You know, oh, yeah. I mean that there's always been a lot of that, but like twenty twelve, we've got the internet like up and running at this point. And it's starting to turn into the worm We're a generation brain. of
1: trolls, man. I mean, we're not a generation of trolls. We're just like, everyone's a fucking troll, right? Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which drives me nuts because when you see The Dark Knight Rises and you see you see Tom Hardy's performance as Bane or Anne Hathaway's performance as Selena Kyle, mm-hmm. she got so much hate after this movie. And I watched this movie and she often upstages Tom Hardy, who I think... Delivers a masterpiece. Of the time. Yeah, dude, yeah. Anne Hathaway is fucking pure gold in this movie. This is top tier. This is my favorite Anne Hathaway performance in any film. I think she disappears into Selena Kyle, and I remember people being like, "Oh, Anne Hathaway uh, air masturbation f- sign." I know that people can't see. So uh, as
1: yeah, I think it was because of this time. I think she was her. She was getting married. There was all of that celebrity buzz around oh, her at right, the time right. of this movie. So people were like. Fucking Anne Hathaway, million dollar weddings. Oh, yeah. No, just fucking. I'm glad this shit.
0: I'm glad we got some distance because there was a. I remember it too. There was a time period where everyone hated Anne. She was like in vogue to dislike her.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: And I remember I was kind of always indifferent, but I was also a lot younger. And now that I'm older and I've seen more and I watched this, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. This isn't just Anne Hathaway, like. Oh, she's not my Selena Kyle. Dude, she should be. Like She absolutely should be. I holy mean, shit. She is so gonna good. If you're going to go from it.
1: from the cinematic universe, if you're going to go from Michelle Pfeiffer to anybody, I mean, it seems like a natural transition to go to.
0: Yeah, it's it's like Nathan a similar Hathaway. there's definitely like a kind of a, a continuity. In mm-hmm. in her Catwoman, I was telling Bird, I would love to see Anne Hathaway do a Catwoman standalone that was based on like the Ed Brubaker style, like yes. crime noir Catwoman, right? Give her some yeah, B, man, R rated, not the not the Ali Barry,
1: there's no cat no no Egyptian yeah blood or something whatever. Cat dumps
0: wasn't it? Wasn't it called Cat dumps twenty two? Is that twenty ten? Yeah. Oh
1: fuck, was it Michelle Pfeiffer was a bad person in that one? No. I don't think they did that. But it was all about the makeup
0: and it's like it gave you the the strong skin. Right. And, then and she like was that weird the weird outfit where they're like, you know all those great costumes that everyone's loved forever? What if we just took a massive shit on them? What do you think? <laughs> what if we gave her the biggest head possible? <laughs> Dude, but like give me an R-rated Catwoman with Anne Hathaway yeah. where she Fuck, please. Watching her kill people in this movie where you're like Oh, this is Straight a nukes, dude. This, this is man. a different. Oh my god, dude! One of the best lines in this movie. Yeah, the guns thing. I just don't think I feel as strongly about it as you do. After she murders a man in front of Batman, like Batman's like, you could, Batman,
1: could you please, could you please stop just for a fucking minute? Stop killing goddamn people. I no of, killing,
0: please.
3: Listen, I kind what? of have a thing for you, but you're gonna have to stop with just like. Callously murdering people in front of me. I can tell that you have like zero remorse. This is
1: pretty bad for me. I mean, I don't know. I got a bat owner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: you're tightening my utility belt every time you. It's just so tight. Te- I can't get my batterings out. It. Maybe it's Hold like, on. maybe death is a fetish for me because I don't do it. And that denial has created a weird pseudo sexual response. I may I have, I have bad sperm running now. Like, Where are yeah. you going? Come back!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say bat sperm? Yeah. <laughs> I now imagine not. That's that's not even how he refers to his own cum. It's just bats. How he out he uses his little like do 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 and they like make a shield around him. But it also gets him off. So he's just covered in like bat cum. He's like <laughs> dropping down a stairwell in the. It looks really cool Gosh, to everyone. Oosh. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Shock, shock, disgusting.
0: He, he hits the tiles on the bottom, and as he walks out, you hear his footsteps, and it's like. He gets back home. He's like, Alfred,
3: I, I need you to launder this.
1: <laughs> I got bat. You smell like a men's throwing room locker set.
0: <laughs> Dude, we'll make a spin off movie and call it Bat It'll be. <laughs> it's full of bats. Bat the spackling. <laughs> I'd watch it.
1: So, this right. is a fun time to mention that um Ugh. the the um the theater group in town uh, yeah. would like to possibly have me teach um the young company about podcasting. Right. Maybe not.
0: Maybe maybe, maybe not. Maybe
1: not. Right.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't know what episode to direct them to, but it would be safe to listen to for
0: How old are they?
1: <laughs> like elementary school dude none like, of them
0: zero we really have
1: a single episode that we like as an example of quality content so, I'll point to another podcast yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did a really interesting series on uh, uh, this is a little series of female-led pictures called this the the series is known as I spit on your grave you might like those. Uh, if you're looking for more of a classic, I'd say there's a three-parter we did on Straw Dogs that's pretty right, pretty informative. Christ yeah, what do you man. do, dude? Even, like, the light ones, it's just me being like, and then he comes, he comes in his boots, <laughs> and then know. his boots are all squishy. Like, you can't well, show that I'm, to like, children. I'm
1: trying to, I'm trying to find my way to, like, like, word my response email. Like, as much as I appreciate the opportunity, I don't think the content that I am, i Cohorts create is <laughs> one Appropriate for, for elementary school For elementary school Like I would love to do it from a very like a philosophical Point of view but I can't like use Our
0: podcast as right. an example Well I mean I was gonna say like maybe We can try on one of these coming up But no like like on the mask let's try I'm like there's no room No, dude, Because no that's just to gonna be, be clean, like man. <laughs> Cameron Diaz's first acting role Ever yeah. and they just pour yeah. her Into a red dress Great googly moogly um anyway. All right, I'm so sorry. I I think I derailed us. Bad sperm, sperm derailed us. Yeah, that's what did it. Um as it as, as it, it often does. Do, yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's start with let's start with Bane and the plane and what a way to open this dude. Yeah. This is big. What a big stunt, man. I mean, it's,
1: we've had big We I think it's after this is when the Mission Impossible franchise. You know, Tom Cruise is watching this and going, "Okay, we how do we mm, definitely Mission Impossible needs to top this, and then he does, but it's not as good. Yeah, the this one, shit is
0: fucking wild,
1: man. And they um, do it for real. Yeah,
0: they I I like remember most of
1: this shit is ac- yeah
0: practical. practical. I remember that yeah. the uh, like some parts of it. I think the the moment when the plane actually gets Pulled vertical and the wings get ripped off I think that is CGI but these are Built sets and I'm pretty sure yeah. Some of the wide shots of the Plane flying dragging The uh, the fuselage of the other plane Vertically yeah. through the air I didn't do it I did this, this is literally zero Research because it's 2020 and I gotta I gotta not do As much as possible Apparently Right. Um but no, I'm pretty sure I remember that some of some of this sequence was done practically, which is insane. This is a totally crazy stunt. Um actually even just
1: the fuselage if it's just a set on the ground, the the things that they are doing within that fuselage with using the chairs is right. as as layers as levels like they're watching Tom dropping down yes. from one to the other and just grabbing on to like you Dude, fucking asshole! You're wa- so strong.
0: Watching him like just just move through move through sp- like a very Empty conf- space, confusing space much. too. Yeah. Um. That was one of my one of my early notes because this opening scene I think is a showcase of something that Nolan does very well, which is really unusual angles that are uh, shifting and changing, very visually complex and disorienting. This is yeah. a this is something that I think he really honed well in Inception. There are so many shots where you're suddenly not positive which which way is up. Like and then while you're trying to figure out where up is, the set is rotating and bodies are falling through it in strange ways. Like when you see in Inception, when you see people fighting and then they slide the sideways. The always
1: seen is with Joseph Gordon-Levitt that fight is Perfect example of that, right?
0: Yeah, the hallway fight, or there's um actually what we do in the shadows. Even when the
1: the big kick is happening, like with the bus or the the van going backwards over the bridge. Right, right. Being that whole yeah, being
0: in the van and watching people's center of gravity change, but you can't see out of the van really. I think yeah. that's something we get here with this um with the the plane getting pulled vertically, and you're watching people falling through a plane. Because the center of gravity, like yeah, this
1: it's shifting. Yeah, yeah. But we're not. We don't see the outside of it as much, so we don't know exactly where people just start start toppling. It's like a house on on a gimbal. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's exactly. It's it's if you put a house if you put an airplane on a lazy susan in a gyroscope, and then you shot inside it without being able to see outside. It's. It's remarkable. Story ending is fuck, man. I love it. I, I do too, and I think that Nolan uses it, and he doesn't just do it to be flashy because no. if he did that, he'd be Michael Bay, and we yes. would we'd be shitting on it right now. We'd be like, oh yeah, he's doing. There's no content to it, but when Nolan does this sort of thing, if you think about it, Bane and his crew of two other dudes, so it's three people total, right? Is that yep. yeah? So three I dudes, three, and there's like five CIA guys plus a pilot and a co-pilot. And we've got Bane, we've got our we don't know it's Bane at this point. We've got three bad guys in black hoods with their hands, you know, like zip-tied behind their backs. They're on their knees. We have a very clear power dynamic in our head. Yes. Yeah, these guys are fucked and the CIA is going to shoot them and throw them out of planes. Yep,
1: and, yeah, cuz they're opening up the, the 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 door of the plane while they're at like cruising altitude. Yeah. Yeah, they depressurize the cabin so that they can Threaten these dudes. You're like
0: these. These guys are in deep shit. And then you get. They're not walking away from this. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're. It looks one way. It's dire. And then when for they. These folks. Right. And they're. And even if because there there is a moment early on when they pull they, they they drag one dude over and put his head down fire a gun out the door and then pull they don't actually kill the guy but they make it sound like they shot him and threw him out the window because the yep. CIA guy who's like. Tell tell us where Bane is. We need to find Bane. Okay, blam. He doesn't fly so good. Let's see how you do. And he's like, talk. Talk, you think I won't do it? And then you hear. It's one of the best moments in this movie is the first time you hear Bane talk. Because Mm -hmm. his voice, not just the mask, but his voice. Vocal performance, his accent The way that he learned to speak English I read a, an interview with Tom Hardy The reason that he talks This way is he, His concept for His character is his character wouldn't have Originally spoken English as a first language So he learned English But he learned English in like A classic, Like a classical Queens English British style school And that that heightened type of aristocratic English put through a filter of damaged facial muscles and vocal cords is how you get, perhaps he's wondering why he would shoot a man before pushing him out of the plane. That's how you get that weird thing. Like Heath Ledger based his Joker off of um, uh, uh, ventriloquist dummies. Right, and was like talking through here. Right, that's so. That's how you get that screwy Joker voice—is him watching hundreds of hours of like black and white footage of ventriloquist dummies, and then tweaking I that. Know. Yeah, dude, I—I I hated his voice the first time I watched this
1: movie, Bane. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah, I did not care for it. I'm okay, like, what the fuck are you guys even doing? Then, as soon as he starts speaking this time around, I'm like, oh my god, I got like goosebumps everywhere.
0: I'm like, that's Bane. <laughs> brain. I'm like I love it so much Oh my Dude, god it, my favorite, One of my favorite things about this movie is As a side effect of watching this You are legally obligated to do The Bane voice for you three have months Afterwards every time <laughs> you have a cup Near you <laughs> yep. um, I fucking I, I think it was mine, the, has, mine still has coffee in it so it'll be a very wet Bane No your Bane will just change pitch As you yeah. do the voice <laughs> It'll slowly get deeper as you get more resonance space But like When they pull the mask off Bane And you see that or I'm sorry, when they pull the hood off Bane And you see him with his mask and his shaved head And oh look, it's Tom Hardy acting without his face again Like, this is where this all started, dude Where you get get Tom Hardy with With nothing but his eyeballs and his body And he's the best performance in the movie
1: It's sick, man It's disgusting how fucking good he is Without the use of well, because think about. It. I think it's a lot of it's because we've all been wearing fucking masks, masks for the last three, and it's just been our eyes to communicate, right? And yeah. being aware of how important that. I mean, we both work customer service now, and right. it's like your smile that sells, man. It's when you're tableside or you're talking about wine or whatever, and you can, you don't have your best feature, which yeah. is your face.
0: Yep. You got to do it all with your eyes. You're like, how? And then I, have actually started using my hands and body more, like, yeah, as absolutely. a conscious choice. Yeah, because part of what, part of what you, you I mean, <laughs> industry talk right now, like, right. when you to make that tip to make get that positive customer satisfaction to really nail it, you need to be happy and debullient and you need to be gregarious, and you need to be big and happy and smiley, and when you take the smile out of that. You have to figure out how to smile without your mouth. That's yep. a whole thing. This is Tom Hardy having to. This is Tom Hardy building one of the most complicated and purely evil characters I've ever seen in a film ever, without the use of snarls or grimaces or smiles or. Creep. He can't chew. He can't chew the scenery because his he's got face a is muzzle on, dude. <laughs> he's acting with a muzzle on, and he kills incredible. It.
1: It's fucking incredible He And he retroactively makes other villain performances Worse than they previously were
0: Yeah when you see bad guys after you see I had a little bit of that actually With um With the mask? Yeah when, when I watched uh, Cause I watched the Dark Knight Rises And then I watched the other two the same day I watched the mask mm-hmm. And I watched behind the mask And uh, the mask like is so cartoony that it, I didn't really. It get doesn't it. matter. Yeah, but it's with like, behind
1: he's playing the villain. But yeah,
0: with sure. behind the mask, there are moments in that movie where I, I recognized that I probably if I hadn't just seen The Dark Knight, I could have been like, wow, that was really insidious, or like, ooh, this is really creepy. And there, those moments are still there, but it pales in comparison to like the raw evil that Tom Hardy. Yeah, translates. you
1: shifted the the what is acceptable now yeah like this used to be now it isn't yeah so he, got he moved the range other... man
0: he he pushed yep. the top bar so that high. Sli- that...
1: yeah that sliding scale got
0: kicked oh hard yeah for no shit dude he kicked the can for like villain way down the road and because yep. you can't fucking get away with it now he's th- he is truly <laughs> ad- I, it's true man. i i was thinking i was thinking when i sat down and was looking over my notes We've, we've talked a lot about Tom Hardy We've covered a couple movies with him in there Not many actually Season
1: zero I think we we One of our first I think the first
0: first film that you and first, I talked about yeah. Was the Tom Hardy movie Bronson the first episode we ever yeah. recorded Which is free over on patreon.com Quill and film You can find it in season zero Over on that website The Bronson episode is great um, yeah. And there's a lot of that soundtrack in there too And the soundtrack for Bronson is also great But you know what man I was thinking like we really should get Tom Hardy a month
1: On um, the show <laughs> Yeah
0: Like yeah. I know that we are, we're gonna do an A24 film with him In it in not too long from now But watching this Looking at my notes Thinking about what we were gonna talk about today I, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this And of course this might wiggle a little bit But I honestly think that Tom Hardy is The, the single greatest talent In acting Living today and I, know, I say that thinking... I disagree. He, he elevated Venom
1: past uh, where it, it should be. It's better Venom. than it should be. Yeah, yeah. Because and of I, him. Because I, Eddie Brock is fucking incredible.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about... Because I was thinking Gary Oldman. I was thinking Michael Fassbender. I was thinking Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen. These are titans of acting. But then I think about Tom Hardy, and I think about this movie, and Dunkirk, and Lawless, and Bronson. Dunkirk, you don't have
1: his face again.
0: Yeah, like... Because he's in the fucking... Spitfire or whatever the whole time Yeah I think about Locke Which is Tom Hardy in a car alone for an hour and a half And is the most riveting film That you'll watch that week when you spin it Like he's This is this is something that we haven't seen before When watching it for the Dude I love watching shit for the show Because you're when you're sitting there watching this movie The first time you're like Oh being so bad yeah. Oh man <laughs> he like He's got a big bomb and, like, Gotham's in danger. But then when you watch it for the show, you're like, oh, my God. Holy With- shit. He- Chris Nolan has just pointed out, like, three fairly small weak points in a late-stage capitalist society, how th- when those things are removed. This is another reason that this movie's so scary in 2020. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of, like, the greatest economic recession since the Great Depression. This is the... Like, what is it like? I like. I think it's like ninety nine percent of the yep. country is unemployed. It's not it that high. He funds the police entirely
1: by trapping them underground. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, like legitimately, he wipes the cops off the board. He completely eliminates money. He just because yep. he destroys the the Gotham City banking institution. He there is no banks left. There is no money. Money and means nothing. Isolates everyone. Yep, and he isolates everyone. He creates twenty twenty in a bubble city, and we get to see what that looks like. And we get to see what that what a police state looks like. They're not actually the police. They're Under basic the dome, god damn it. Yes, dude. Yes. And like when you think about that in an abs- divorced from the film, abstractly, in a realist mm-hmm. sense, which Chris Nolan provides by shooting this really brutalist, cold palette world where people can't fly and people can't, you know, shoot lasers out of their eyes. This is, for all intents and purposes, the real world just amplified. And now
1: in this 20... is the same universe that Superman exists in, which is crazy to think about.
0: Yeah. The the way that Nolan shoots it, you would if mm-hmm. Superman showed up, you would be What flummec- the fuck
1: is this? You'd be but you'd be he mad. You wouldn't be
0: wrong. Yeah. But it wouldn't
1: be wrong. It's right. The right. Same fucking universe. Yes.
0: Yeah. And they even mention I think they mention in Batman Begins. Um, I think they talk about Metropolis. So we know that it's the, there.
1: They drop Metropolis or they talk about the the East Coast city or something like that where yeah. it's, they're talking about Metropolis, but they don't name drop. But, you know, they're talking about Metropolis, the other brighter city or whatever the fuck.
0: Right. I think it's in the first one when they're taught when when they're when his, uh, his dad is talking about like we got to make this. We got to pull this city up out of the gutters like so many people are moving to Metropolis because Safer
1: so I think you're right I think it actually Does
0: name drop it I, th- I think it heck. has to do With like a city Improvement project And they're saying yep. Like we We're not gonna Start losing our citizenship. We're not to... Metropolis Yeah yeah But we We're kind of Aiming at that Like we're gonna Be a bright Shining star We're not the Dark city I mean you are You're always gonna Be because you you're Gotham, you're Gotham baby. Yeah. yeah yeah dude you know, you're, you're Carl Jung's Undermined Just chilling As a city mm-hmm. So But when you Think about that Dude he He uses social engineering as, like, a tool of villainy. This is a whole other kind of villain. And he—dude, it's not just Tom Hardy. This is the writer and the director, too. But in the comics, Bane is a WWF joke about steroids. That's what he
1: is. He's, he's got juice, literal juice flowing in him the entire time. Yeah, he just pumps He's the Bane from the Schumacher Batman is literally the most comic book accurate version of Bane yeah, we've had. Yeah,
0: yeah. That is the closest to the comics. He just he pushes a button and he gets some venom uh read steroids and his muscles yep. pump up and he's an idiot. He can't even, even talk. In the, even
1: and, in the video game that came out the same year as Batman begins, the yeah. bane in that in that video game is the juice in WWE Bane. So it's right. like He's, this is the only iteration of the non-comic, right? He's like fucking. Yeah.
0: yeah, he's Bane is a is a Rob Liefeld masturbatory fantasy, and yep. then you take that and you, amazing. You take that and you turn it into the most psychologically sophisticated villain in this entire franchise in any Which DC movie. is one movie,
1: of the period. reasons why I had such an issue with this film the first time I saw it. Really. Yeah, so, because it's not Bane. But well, now it is, though. Like, when you're sitting down to watch a Batman movie and you've read the comics and you right. know what to expect from Bane, you've seen one version of Bane already. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what a non-Schumacher director, what, what approach they'll take for, how are they going to do Bane? How the fuck are they going to do Bane? And then you get this, and you're like, what the fuck? This is not Bane. Right. Uh, what the hell is this shit? Like of, he's talking in coherent sentences and like <laughs> he, he has think? a scheme. This isn't right. Where's poison ivy pushing his buttons? Like what the fuck is happening here?
0: He yeah, but, talk about autonomous too. He this he there has never been a villain more in control of everything. Actually, that's not true. We're gonna talk about uh how Leslie Vernon is playing for D chest and fucking behind the mask But God, you just gave me all kinds of chills Dude I know I watched behind that movie mask, twice man. in 24 or twice in 48 hours Two days that's in a row That's one of my go to's in
1: college man when you talk about movies that make you want to make movies Dude that's, that's like... probably top on the list
0: Kick and flick super low budget Too yeah. I dude I'm behind the mask We'll talk about it when we get there but like So this is something I liked about Bane a lot Um and I I think that the, the concept That they came up with for Bane there are some lines in here I will admit I watched The Dark Knight And I, I actually I would recommend this to people Because I've seen this movie 20 times I watched a lot I watched it once sober About two weeks ago And then about a week ago I spun it again Just just for shits and giggles I Sure was, It was like late night I'd been smoking a little bit of weed So I was a little bit high And I was like I was thinking about The Dark Knight Rises And I was like I'm gonna watch this again I just wanted to throw it on And I got my notebook back out And I marked some notes High Cause I'm like Is this the one? I don't right. know So I marked <laughs> Are they cartoons right now? I feel it, like they're cartoons So right I now. marked a couple of them And I'm like I'm just curious what I think A little bit High yeah. This movie I think being a little high Watching this movie Gives you enough distance And perspective From getting swept up In the like Oh no It's Batman and Bane are fighting Oh when you hear some of bane's lines and you have that kind of like elevated consciousness that that would allow um yeah. they're haunting one of the ones that actually fucked me up genuinely fucked me up and gave me nightmares is when batman wakes up in or i'm sorry bruce wayne wakes up in the hole in the ground in that prison and bane is over him and bane basically the line is something akin to like bane basically goes like like and I have to do the voice by no, law you have to. I'm it's sorry inspired. so actually hold on vamp for a second I have a, I have a glass jar we'll try that so so
1: our friend Max here he's going to get a glass so that he can do an appropriate Bane experience for you all and your listening pleasure <laughs>
0: So he basically looks down at Bruce Wayne. And, is that a weed jar? No, no. It's, uh, oh. This is what I shave pencils into. I, I, use, oh. I use pencils when I work on poetry. It's an Austin Hummel thing. So I have this. It's the only glass. I fucked up. I was going to bring my big coffee mug up and like a couple different. Gla- maybe a vase. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? A Of balls. A, balls, <laughs> a valise. But no. Um. So anyway, he Batman looks up and he's, he's talking like, what, you think you're going to torture me and that's going to make a difference? And Bane goes, essentially, I am going to torture you. But not, not your body. I'll torture your soul. Think about what that means. To get out of the movie because you're
1: your body. They do too. You're watching the movie.
0: Yeah. Well, you're watching the movie and you go. You're like, what a great villain line. But no, man. I'm telling you, watch it like you're watching it to do a podcast with your friend, because. Mm -hmm. He just said, I'm going to torture your soul Not, I'm going to psychologically torture you Or I'm going to hurt your body until your brain breaks Just put, put in your head the Judeo-Christian concept of a soul The eternal part of a human being The immortal, purest thing that is part of a human being Your meat can break and die, but your soul will live forever Your soul is the essence of you your body's just your body, and your mind is your thoughts. But your soul is at, in the Judeo-Christian sense, the the distilled essence of the being that you are. To put it in yogic terms, it is the divine in you. It is your bit of the great fragmented splinter of the universe. And Bane is and has gonna, he's concocted gonna, it away. I'm take
1: pliers to it.
0: Yeah. He he is he has contrived a way to damage and injure the most fundamental bit of this man. That is profoundly evil. The most protected. Yeah, that part he's protected. That part of him. That's the thing
1: that we protect the most, right?
0: Yeah, it's it's the most vulnerable part of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, so you hear that he's like, "I'm going to torture your soul." That's alone. That on its own. Is, he
1: uses a whole city to torture one man, which is frightening to me.
0: It's and I know that I thought about this too, and part of it is the the they're trying to um, complete the plan of Rachel al Ghul, Yeah you know. Absolutely, but you're right. I would say at least fifty, maybe sixty percent of the reason that they're doing it the way they're doing it. Is specifically to cause this one it's person why he pain. It's he's so
1: motivated to do it. I mean, you have the motivation of this is what Ra's al Ghul's thing was, and we need to see this through. But,
0: but Bane, Bane expressly says that one of the reasons that he's fucking with Bruce Wayne so much is to punish him for leaving the League of Shadows. So exactly. the reason that they're at least half of the reason that they're, they 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 literally put a nuclear bomb, Carl, in a city and then use psychological warfare to erase society and civilization from that city and cast, let's say, how many people in Gotham? A million? How many people? Probably. How many people in New York? Because they're kind of like tons, analogous. Tons yeah. of
1: fucking people.
0: Shitloads of people. So even if it's a million, let's say a million. Yeah, we'll say a million. Bane puts a gun to the head of a million people. And then gives them a long time to express the worst in so themselves. Was it like six
1: months or something that it's, that, that timer
0: set for? Uh, I think it was. It's yeah. It's like it's like a five month timer that's rolling yeah. down the whole time. But yeah, it's like half a year. And
1: one of you is the trigger. But yeah. No one knows. And that's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, like making that, them police themselves too. Like. Other American citizens have to Say no you if you can't cross this Bridge we're gonna have to blow it like you're Oh my god so that's an up.
0: intense moment When the guy goes out and he goes if one If one person Leaves this island will Detonate the bomb and the Cops the like the cops and the National Guard Are looking at him like what the fuck Did you just would you say one person We have to keep this they Bane turns I said it Earlier in the show but literally Bane turns an entire city into the hole in the ground where Batman is, because vi- via exile, via this like shitty ice, you have the illusion of the possibility of escape. Bane uses this. Is the other thing that the makes hope
1: so- is the worst thing to give to people. That fucks me up, man.
0: Yeah, think, of, dude. He is so. You want to torture people? Give them hope. Yes, that that, that won't always be this way. Because if it's always going to be this way, then you just break and then you just, like, drudge through it. But if you, if you offer people the chance, like, look, it's a long shot. You probably won't make it across the ice, but but you might. But you might, you know? Or, like, even worse, like, somebody's the trigger man, blah, 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 there's a trigger man. You know, like, well, maybe the... Maybe the bomb won't go off. The, I mean, even Selena Kyle at the end of the movie is like, "Maybe I like the way that things have changed." You know, you can get people to settle into new circumstances, and part that's of so. it is the hope for <laughs> no tomorrow. No shit. Yeah.
1: Feel like we have kind of been doing that. Like,
0: you just all you got to do is convince. Why are them, we
1: skyping our show?
0: That's true, I man. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, but all you got to do is convince people that tomorrow is going to come, and that tomorrow might be better. And when you know that, that is. Not true That is again Stunningly evil He's incredible dude The The way that Bane is written Is so smart And so devious And so He's almost He's almost a villain on a cosmic scale The way that he He doesn't individually victimize people I was thinking about this So in, ba- in The Dark Knight Which everybody loves I love it, you love it Yes some of the weird stuff about the like Finances is kind of weird and boring Right, But like all the Joker shit's great When Joker does that thing where there's Two there's two boats And both of them are wired to blow But each they have each other's Detonators whichever one Blows up the other boat first you guys Get to live that's When I first saw that I was like that is fucking Devious yeah but That's just two boats of people this is the whole city of Gotham. Bane did, yeah. Bane does the same experiment with the, everyone. Yes. Everyone. He's like, I see what you did there, Joker. But what if I <laughs> I see your two boats and I raise you a city? <laughs> the city. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's dude. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So I think fucking Tom Hardy is amazing. But let's. Let's jump forward because we're we're talking Big concept stuff which I love I'm totally Cool with let's uh let's touch base With another early part of the film and see where we get from There um I love This is something that I have only started picking up in the last three Years because we're doing the show you know Like are you got construction on your end or what
1: yeah, it's just the landlords just Tinkering around outside being loud
0: <laughs> Gotcha <laughs> hey man You're like, you've seen what I've got in my Backyard oh yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> Um but dude so this is something that I've only started picking up in the 3 years of doing the show. These I'm like learning new film stuff doing this, which yeah. is
1: oh god it's dude, I'm part st- of the show, not it?
0: Okay. Yeah. So we're t- we're doing we're d- we're at Wayne Manor. Wayne is nowhere to be seen, you know. We haven't we haven't seen Bruce Wayne or we haven't seen Christian Bale at all in the movie so far, and they're doing like a benefit for like Harvey Dent, right? So it's like this Harvey Dent benefit and The mayor gets up to give a speech about why Harvey Dent is a hero, and he defended Gotham from quote, as we so we see the mayor's face. He's delivering his speech, and we we stay on him, we stay on him, we stay on him, and we cut. I'm going to tell you the shot, and then I'll read the line. We cut to Bruce Wayne on his rooftop in silhouette. This is how you see Batman every time you see Batman. You see him in the shadows. In a high place looking down This is Bruce Wayne And you see immediately that he has a cane But he's also in a robe Like a a bathrobe And that gives him the appearance of having a cape First of all, beautiful shot When you choose that moment to cut And the mayor's next line is He protected the city from Cut a murderous thug in a mask and a cape That's the line the first time we see Bruce Wayne a murderous thug in a mask and a cape. Shit, man. Dude. And he's and he's broken too. Oh my god. It's a oh god, it is astonishing. It truly is astonishing. I like the recurrence of the broken the breaking down of the body. Where we yes. when we first meet Bruce Wayne, we see that his leg is destroyed.
1: He has no cartilage left in any of his knees, his yeah. elbows, his, I've, like, I've... his doctor report <laughs> is fucking hilarious. Man. I
0: cannot I cannot advise that you go what does he call like parachute spelunking parash- or something?
1: Para spelunking or whatever. Like on
0: on fire parachute spelunking roulette, you know or I cannot recommend
1: that you Yeah,
0: go sky skydiving into a volcano or whatever the right. fuck, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> um but I love by the way that doctor That This movie has it's a couple Serbino bits
1: 911 It's hilarious He's a dangle from-
0: <laughs> This is a movie that's got some humor in it
1: It sure does And yeah. it needs If it didn't have those few moments of
0: Dark This but is so a dark that, A little bit of that air out I mean Definitely Definitely Um but I, I love the, the doctor line I've seen worse cartilage That's good No it's not Because you don't have any cartilage And you're like ah. <laughs> that's, that's fucked up first of all um, This is I love the fact that his body is broken down Right We see that Bruce Wayne is damaged and injured So the, the, com, the comic book That the previous movie and this movie Are named after Is The Dark Knight Returns By mm-hmm. Frank Miller And this is a Frank Miller thing where Batman is old and he's fucked up and he's broken and he's hurt. I love
1: the old man, Bruce, the old man bat. Oh, my God. I think
0: we talked about it on the show, but I actually like I like this mode just all the way. Like anytime you show me a hero who's well past his prime, he's fully broken. Like uh, we talked about it with Unforgiven. The sharpshooter can't really see anymore. And yep. mum, you know, like uh, mumby or whatever his name is, um, he his draw is slowing down and he doesn't really have the stomach for murder until he gets really drunk at the end or Logan, dude, like fucking, let's just, you know, we don't even have to talk about Logan because that will be a 22 hour podcast. But like, yeah, talk about a character at the end of their life, fully broken down with their back against the wall. Has to face the hardest thing they've ever faced. Watching damaged people rise is amazing. There's there's a reason too. It gives us hope, which is kind of a prison. Which is the fucking. (laughs) 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 Oh god. Um. All right. So it's at this event that we're introduced to Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. She's one of the maids and blah blah blah. There are a couple moments early on.
1: She's stealing the heart of the ocean or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. She steals the heart of the ocean. She kills Leonardo DiCaprio just because she wants to be more comfortable she on a the boat por-
1: just to get a necklace. Like that's pretty
0: fucked up. She's more evil than Bane.
1: <laughs>
0: it's it's the pearls, right? It's mom's pearls.
1: It's mom's pearls. Yep. So
0: one the of the pearls, I believe. Yes, it is. The because he says they look just like a, a, a string of pearls that belong to my mother. I can't let you take those basically is yeah. the line but there's two moments early in the movie later on Catwoman the Selena Kyle character settles into Selena Kyle but where I think that Anne Hathaway shines is playing Selena Kyle acting as someone else mm-hmm. and watching this is top level shit dude
1: why? Yeah, well the I think one of the best examples of this is when she goes to the bar to meet up with the uh, the hoodlum or whatever right. and she's acting scared and and when screaming she, and then yes. she handles her own business like holy when shit she, man. When she
0: when she like yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I think this is like the more overt version, but I love yeah. this moment. When she she's in the bar, she's sitting down, she's trying to exchange the uh she's like I'll give you I'll give you uh, the fingerprints, but you got to give me the clean slate. It's shit's getting kinda sideways. They put a gun to her head. And then she basically kills a whole bar full of gangsters by herself. She's got one guy in a chokehold, steals his gun, kills four people, and she gets it done just in time as the cops are kicking through the door and the second they get through the door and she she doesn't touch the gun, she gets her hand around his hand and makes him kill his buddies. And then the second that back door opens, she hits the ground and screams like a hysterical woman. This is this is difficult. As you've done, you've done, you've tried to do stuff like this. I've done stuff like this where you try and whip through emotions quick. Sometimes a role yeah. demands it, and it. I've never pulled it off. It's not even close. I man. don't not, have
1: not anywhere near the shit. Like
0: oh no, my you, God. it's just you really have to have like a on demand full. We talk all the time about like micro acting and the little facial stuff. I've never seen it like this. This and Daniel Day Lewis and There Will Be Blood, I I'm not joking. I'm talking about a Batman movie and I equivocate those performances. This particular aspect of the ability to switch emotions on literally the space of a hair, man. Like when she goes from like stony, Merkin people, door opens and she goes, <laughs> She's hysterically screaming, "Help it. Yes, man. She's pointing. The and last, and
1: immediately, like back to stone face. Yes, and then she, it happens again when she's leaving and the cops are running in. She's like, "I think they're that way." She, or yeah, like, she, she,
0: her face goes blank and she just walks to the door. As soon as she opens the door and makes a moment's contact where she sees a cop, her face immediate. There's no lag, dude. This is a lagless performance. Her face goes. Back to frantic and she falls Into his arms please they went that. They went as soon as he's gone boom She's just straight back to flat Incredible man it's Dude it's amazing it's Truly amazing and so Jumping back to that party, there's another moment like this, and it's when she sees the the target that has all the arrows shot into it where he's just been like,
1: "Oh right, he's just like I'm going to practice my archery." Yeah, he's like Sherlock Holmes
0: in it. He's just chilling in his yep. room just shooting that shit on the wall, you know. Alfred comes in like, "Master Wayne, you can't be fucking up the study like this. It's really <laughs> like kind of disrespectful." It's my study, Alfred. Alfred, I just need you to get the fuck away from me because right. I got no cartilage in my leg. You're still here. God damn it. Right. Maggie Gyllenhaal broke my heart, you know. So. Damn <laughs> just it. shooting up pictures of fucking Maggie Gyllenhaal like, oh, why'd you no. leave me? <laughs> but um, why'd you have to die?
1: Oh, yeah. Why'd you have to get blowed up? But he,
0: he shoots he shoots next to Anne Hathaway's face. when She's she's still like playing maid, so she screams like, oh, and turns around like, oh, you're, you're Bruce Bruce Wayne. No one's seen you in so gosh darn long. It's like that kind of thing, you know. Yep. And there's this moment where Bruce goes, he, you know, like those. That's a lovely necklace. It looks a lot like a set of pearls that my mother had. And he swings that safe open, and he goes, "But they're they they can not be the same set because they're locked in this safe." And the manufacturer open. <laughs> swing opens the door. I distinctly remember the manufacturer telling me that it was uncrackable. There's something that happens to Anne Hathaway's face here Where she goes from like kind of bright-eyed and innocent And it's pretty subtle too, which is what I love about it She's got this like, what are you talking about, mister? And as soon as he swings that door open and looks back at her Her face just like settles There's a tiny motion in the eyebrows Mm -hmm. A little bit around the eyes And a slight smirking around the mouth It is so delicate, a change in facial Mm -hmm. expression But you immediately see Selena Kyle she becomes a different person, barely moving her face. I, dude, I watched this movie alone the first time I watched it at night, and I applauded. That's how much I fucking <laughs> dug this. There's moments in this movie where, did you ever do that thing where you're watching a movie and you get teary, not because it's emotionally affecting, but because, because it's you're so well done?
3: Yes. Yep.
0: At so many times in this movie, I was crying, not because like it's emotionally fraught, which it is, but I'm just like... No one, no one but these people could do this Yeah, just
1: appreciating the work, man It's like listening to a good piece of jazz And you hear fucking someone Ripping a solo that goes somewhere you didn't expect And you're just like I... I, I'm just... Gone. It's not even a sad song. It's upbeat. It's like hip ba,
2: ba, ba, ba. Yeah. It's like
1: you know, the saxophone, just rips in a whole other direction. Yeah, well, like, I'm you, crying right now.
0: You listen to Coltrane <laughs> take off and you start to yes. get a little teary, yes. or you listen to Miles Davis slow shit yeah. down a touch, and it it dude, this yes, a good analogy, Same Carl. Here. <laughs> good analogy. Um God, I just I thought that the best word to describe Anne Hathaway's performance is fluid. It is a yeah, it flows from one moment to the next. She,
1: I'm not really sure at the end where she sits as far as her, um, like, like
0: her, her character, like alignment. her as a person. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like a,
1: what's what's a show and what isn't? What is she doing for her own personal gain? We've already seen her be a thousand percent convincing, wearing many different masks of her own which happened to be her face. Yeah. That, but
0: which is one of the things I think is so compelling about in the comics too, the Selina Kyle character where
1: you know you're never really sure where her morals lie. Like where is she is she actually tipping more towards hero right. anti-hero or is she just playing the long <laughs> game like Yes, yes.
0: Like okay, she finds God, out that know, a, she finds out that a nuclear bomb is going to go off in like less than an hour. So yeah. she's like, okay, look, here's what I'm going to do, Batman. I'm going to blow the motherfucking tunnel open, and then I'm gone, and you're on your own.
1: But we see her come. She comes back to save him because she also knows he's the only one that has a clean slate.
0: She, well, he gives her the clean slate, doesn't he? Oh, is this post? Yeah, because he, he, give he gives her the clean he sta- slate I and says, I he, she and she even says, like, how do you know I'm even going to do this? And he, he says, like, because I believe in you. You're better than this. And she says, look, she gets on the bike. She's already got the clean slate. There's nothing he can do to stop her. And she's like, I'll blow the I'm blowing the tunnel and then I'm gone and you're on your own. So she verbally betrays him, but what she actually does, part of me wonders, is this Selena Kyle finding a sliver of heroism, or is she betting on black right now? Cause she's yeah. like, You know what? I think Batman pulls this off. And if he pulls this off and survives, then I have a very powerful friend if I bet on his that, side if,
1: if Batman doesn't survive she's getting nuked along with everybody else
0: right but that's that's what I'm saying is like this yeah. is she this is a big gamble is she gambling or is she a hero because I mean look at dude it pays off she and at the end of the movie guess what she's got around her neck She's, yep, got, she's got the pearls around her neck hanging out with Bruce Wayne. In like Cancun or some of, shit, you yeah. know? Like, she, dude, she in, came in out okay.
1: Because there's, there's Michael Caine's, uh, uh there's Master Bruce.
0: <laughs> I wanted, I'm going to drink a coffee the size of a tangerine, you know? Like, yeah, but like, sh- think about it, man. She came out on top with everything she wanted.
1: So, she got the, yeah, she was there for the pearls. She
0: ends up with the pearls. So, part and, of me wonders if I think this is a long con. I love morally gray characters
1: Oh me too and Absolutely The the worst thing is like clear cut black and white That's boring as fuck man That's totally. a boring villain That's a boring hero mm-hmm. oh. This is boring
0: <laughs> so, so we've talked about We've talked about two of my favorite performances Tom Hardy and Hathaway Let's talk a little bit Because I mean it is a Batman movie Let's talk about Christian Bale because there's another big fan complaint, which is like, somebody get that guy some hauls, Am I right? That guy needs a recola. He's got that weird. Vo- What's with the it voice? It doesn't.
1: It's not. A, well, this is a thing. So we'll talk about the voice because we're talking about the voice. So yeah, yeah. Like I said, we watch these. Danielle and I watch these in order. Hmm. Uh, and starting with Batman begins, I'm just like waiting for the the Batman moment with. And it's not it's not as bad as we remember. I don't think it's I... it's. I, I think that it works perfectly. I agree. Actually. I totally There's
0: agree. There's a couple
1: of moments where he's like, raw, 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 and that's like, whoa, shit, that's the, In- the needle's going. But I think it I think it works. I was waiting for the moment, and Batman Begins especially, because that's where the whole lampooning his voice came from was right. Batman Begins. and I'm, I was waiting to be like, giggle. I was waiting to giggle about it. Like, oh, Christian Bale, you made a bad choice. I think it's an inspired decision. in fucking inspired, dude. And I think that given given some time again, we're about 12 years away from Batman Begins, eight years from Dark Knight Rises. We've had a lot of other performances and other movies between now and then. I think that the scale has tipped into overacting and overperforming in a lot of ways in the last decade in film, especially where heroes and villains are concerned. 100% that yeah. this settles right into like he knew exactly what he needed Batman to be and what he wanted Batman to sound like and yeah. he fucking nailed it.
0: And the voice like, the voice oh, kind of funny. becomes uh an extra pocket in the utility belt completely because yep. okay, my biggest complaint about the Batman voice comes from this movie because you're right with Batman Begins he's doing one voice. It does change a little in it, The Dark Knight but not yep. much. This movie, he there is an added element, especially near the end when he's beating on Bane. You'd never give the trigger to an ordinary citizen. He adds what I'm going to call a speech impediment to it. So it's almost like a lisp. Yeah, yeah, He's like, you'd never give it to an ordinary citizen. And it gets kind of like in the cheek a little. Where is that? Where is that? It's not words. Like, it starts to get a little... Che- where is the trigger it gets in absolutely it gets over in the cheek but uh, until that moment it's you dude if you're bruce wayne you're super recognizable and everyone knows your voice so you gotta change your voice and if you're gonna be changing your voice as batman then you want something like Harvey Dent was him he was a good man but he's not the man that the city needs that's great yeah right right just give me give me a growl. I mean, come on, people watch Dread and no one's like I don't think Dread's, Dread's voice is so That's raspy Carl Urban is a little bit <laughs> uh, Man, triple thumbs up to you for pulling Carl Urban's name out When I said Dread <laughs> Fucking, you're awesome, Carl <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> um, What did you think of So pretty early on, this movie sets up class themes this, this movie is in many ways, again dude uh, Oh, I'm sorry About an hour ago in the podcast I was saying that Bird and I were talking about How, uh, like one of the benefits of One of the great things about art Is artists often show you or, or, or tell you This is what is coming Yeah, 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 yeah You're good So like, artists often tell you This is what's coming down the pipe here is some here are some things we need to worry about. Let me show especially like this film in general. This film in general shows you hey, when you set up a ruling class, there's a great fucking catwoman line that sums up the whole the whole yes. socioeconomic yes, yes, yes. theme of this. Um how do you people think that you can keep living so Living so high and leave so little for the rest of us. Yeah. It's something like that. I just kind of pulled it out of that's my. That's
1: pretty brain. damn close, though.
0: Yeah, but like, that is a damn good line, man. Oh, and actually, actually, that's the next scene I wanted to talk about, where they're um, he he does have to go and get the pearls back, basically.
1: So, and I love that they use. I think this is a trope for Catwoman, Batman. Is there has to be the masquerade ball? Yes, I think it shows up. In their origin story In the comic In every movie And it's t- like This is it's... the moment That they Sense each other
0: Dude I'm and so And it's at a
1: masquerade and Did I you get that? Did it. you
0: get that? What? Did you see how we Sensed each other? Sorry behind yeah. the mask I've been watching <laughs> it a nose. lot dude But wow, um dude. Yeah you're right I, These All of these movies I think Chris Nolan Yes I don't think Chris Nolan Wanted to make a superhero movie I think he wanted to make Like a cop procedural with like superheroes in it, which is kind of what it does, which it works. These these are the three best Batman movies, hands down. I I mean the, the for
1: the Tim Burton original is still my favorite. But there's a lot of nostalgia working there. Oh, yeah. To yeah, make yeah. that the case, but
0: I love dude, those. Dude, when early that ones. Batmobile
1: is whipping around with Vicki Vale in it and it's fall and the the leaves are whipping around through the fucking jet wash of the Batmobile. Shit.
0: Carl, I've got to watch this today. The Danny,
1: Elfman, the Danny Elfman score is just singing in the background.
0: Bum, bum. Oh. Yes, dude, You yes.
1: Yeah, Jack Nicholson is a goddamn joker. like <laughs> This town needs an enema. The dance of the devil in the pale moonlight. I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Like, it's fucking pretty fucking good. It man. is, it is. <laughs>
0: You're right. You're totally right. Um, But I, I love that he is aware that there is a fandom For these movies For these comics And there are notes and beats and nods And some of this is the writers too But I think Nolan worked on the scripts for all of them But like There's stuff in here that's so So true to the comics Specific comics too Like in Batman Begins Which by the way since we did this We're definitely going to do the first two we kinda have to. I mean, we'll that's... get him at some point, definitely. We've got the, the our rest of our season pretty well planned, but uh like in the first one, that's Frank Miller's Batman Year One. Like the the way that his parents are killed and like the training sequences. There's so much of year one in that. There's so much of the Dark Knight returns in this. You know, like it's there's stuff in here for the super fans. And it kinda bums me out that that when this first came out, the people who attacked it were the super fans
1: absolutely that's always the case though man the biggest star wars fan that camps out overnight for two days to watch phantom menace is the first one to be like jar jar telling? <laughs> <laughs> t-
0: i'm sorry your face was the face of everybody after seeing phantom menace for the first time you nailed it dude there that's micro yeah. performance for you right there shit you looked like the saddest it was like the saddest 28 year old yeah <laughs> Goes and sees Phantom Menace and he's like What the fuck is this? What <laughs> the fuck? Oh. oh no he ruined my childhood Which is by the way that is the dumbest phrase that's ever
2: the-
0: Go back and watch the original again Then you fucking idiot yeah, like, man. Look I saw Kingdom of the Crystal Skull And I don't think Raiders is not the Raiders fucking- is almost
1: better now Because you're like god they used to make movies Fuck
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, You know what people are but gonna that's be That's always the case
1: though man It's like the biggest fans are the first one to take a dump all over a franchise when it doesn't go. I would have written those differently. Would you have? What would? What? Okay, let me read your treatment.
0: I fucking remember. idiot. <laughs> I remember when three hundred came out. People loved it because it was so goddamn close to the comic. And when Sin City oh, came Pamela. out, Pamela, man. well, Sin City they didn't even have a script. They just shot right out of the comics. The, the The script, like people took comics to set when they were shooting Sin City, and that people loved that, but. Then that started becoming like a panacea for every time we make a comic book movie. Oh, we'll just we'll just shoot the comic. Well, guess what, man? Well, that
1: that that backfires when you have one of uh, the worst comic book movies. I think Hulk, the original one with Eric
0: Bana. <gasps> okay, I where, like I like Angley's Hulk. Well, well Angley's Hulk,
1: but he's like, well, if we're gonna shoot from actual, then we're gonna actually shoot it like comic book panels. Right, right. So oh, to the so yeah, it's, I, a, it's the tip of that like escalation is you're literally shooting a comic book I at
0: that point. I think the biggest failure of that of that method of shooting comics is Watchmen, because Zack Snyder did he he did it with three hundred and it worked, and then he like shot Watchmen panel for panel, and that movie was not good. You know, oh, I, mean, I I go both ways. So I've watched that movie. Probably more than I've
1: watched any other like Zack Snyder film. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I land on it differently every time I watch it. Sometimes I watch it and I fucking love it. Sometimes I watch it, and I'm like, this is fucking horrendous, man. I can't even I can't even finish watching it.
0: I don't know what it is. I think it's I think it's fine in and I mean that in a gently a gently negative way. You know what I mean? The movie's fine. Yeah. I unless we did it for the show. You know, like as a let's do a month mm-hmm. of comic book movies or wh- wh- whatever. I just don't
1: think it has any heart or soul. It I... seems like you've taken the
0: the hardest thing to do c- because I knew it was coming out, and Watchmen is one of the first comics that I really like discovered, r- like as a religious experience. It's important to a lot
1: of people. I put it up there with like Sandman, Transmetropolitan. 100%. I percent. Mean, there's certain swamp thing. there's certain things. There's certain Vendetta. books. Yeah, there's certain books. Like ten of them. Yeah. yeah
0: that make up that when the
1: people land
0: the rush finally
1: discover. yeah when when people finally discover like myself that it isn't just the flash and batman there's this whole other world of comic books yeah and it blows your
0: mind watchman i mean the watchman is up there with a lot of people is that book dude watchman that was a radical shift in philosophy it changed the industry forever which is another yep. quote from behind the mask <laughs>
1: God damn it
0: <laughs> Anyway, no, um, that's but that's what I Actually, it's really interesting Alan Moore put out a book called How to Write Comics the Alan Moore Way Which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek thing But it is, it's really amazing It, it shows his writing process And he talks in there about when you're writing a comic He has a major complaint He says there's a tendency And he was writing this in the late, late 80s He said there's a tendency in comic book writing right now To write a comic book script As though you were writing a movie you know, like, mm. three-quarter shot, zoom in, the flash drives by, panning, left. He's like, that's not how comics work.
1: No, you're, you're making, um, uh, oh, my God, the, the process of, like, figuring out your scenes. Sto- you're storyboarding. You're not writing a comic at that point.
0: Right. He's like, there are things that film does really well, and I don't think they translate to comics at all. And there are things you can do in comics that are impossible in every other medium. And that's why when you try and shoot a comic book, Panel by panel, it fails almost universally because you know
1: why? Because the stuff that happens in between the panels that you are doing—that's what makes that comic the comic. And also, when you do a
0: film; you got to fill in those fill in those spaces, right? And I think Christopher Nolan understands that because what he yeah. does is he translate in this movie, in all three of these, but we're talking about this movie. In this movie, I think he translates the. I'm going to say I'm going to say words, the vibe, the feel, the frequency, the wavelength, the I'm now I'm going to say a French term, the jouissance, that sort of like sublime, inexplicable interior pleasure. When you're reading a comic, most of the story you're building in your head and in your heart and in your soul. Chris Nolan has done something remarkable with this film in capturing that feeling and expressing it On screen, in film, it feels like a comic book that watches like a movie. That's why these movies succeed, and these other DC movies that have come out since are legitimate Everests of steaming shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, Zack Snyder should not make movies, period. End of sentence.
0: I'll give him 300. That movie fucking rocks the walls down. That movie is so good. Sucker Punch is awful, and... Watch the, me do I don't, we talked about it, but like Well
1: Justice League man,
0: the Batman the the whole fucking can't can't uh, do it. I know, man, I know. And I think I think that the dude that talk about that factor X. It's that Chris Nolan thing.
1: Yeah. You know, like Dude, Zack Snyder's so bad he pushed me off my favorite
0: superhero, I have to lie. Which which superhero?
1: It's Batman, but I'm like it's the Flash because the television show is great and there hasn't been a bad iteration of the Flash and then he does fucking Justice League and the Flash is a fucking <laughs> piece of shit. I'm like god damn it.
0: I thought that was weird casting by the way for the Flash because it's the same kid who stars in We Need to Talk About Kevin where he plays a school shooter and you're going to make him a comedic, laughy, jokey character and all I'm associating his face with is like pimply sociopath who killed all his classmates. Really? Yep. Really? That's your Thank casting? You. I love th- I love that Barry actor
1: Ellen, the fucking the
0: sweetheart of the fucking DC universe the fucking right. jokey like I'm Barry Allen right and I'm not saying like I like that actor and I like I love we need to talk about Kevin I think that's a great movie but like
1: yeah well he's also the fucking not the baddie but he's the troubled kid in um uh fantastic beasts and where to find them it's
0: because he's got that face
1: so he's got that face don't, get, don't put that face on Barry <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? We have no problem That's with you. That's why your... the television, the television <laughs>
0: Barry's perfect because he's just this cute, dumpy kid. You know He'll what? fucking love This is something that Kevin Smith talked about. By the way, I'm actually kind of enjoying our conversational tone in this one, but um, uh, this is something that Kevin Smith talked about in uh, Fat Man on Batman. He was saying he doesn't understand why the DC film and DC TV are so separate from each other because I, I'm pretty sure you and I agree about this. I think D- the DC television shows over on Fox are fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, they're pretty great. Dude, they're like, pretty fucking fantastic, man.
0: Like, okay, after this movie came out, Chris Nolan was done making Batmans, and yeah. all of the super fans were like, well, good, because he's not very good at it, and then all of the people who understand art are like, well, shit, now we're going to get a bunch of Batma- bad Batmans, which we did. No, dude, there there is a great sequel to these movies. It's called Gotham. Gotham? Gotham. Fucking
1: fuck it up. Holy shit, that's
0: so fucking jump on that train dude yeah gotham uh, look batman's not in it
1: alfred is is played by the son of one of the original doctor who's man like
0: come on and also also alfred is xsas and he's walking around with tactical shotguns and shit yeah
3: no fucking shit
0: and that's not original to gotham that's from the comics yeah that's yeah dude like oh my god okay i'm sorry we gotta get back in this movie
1: (laughs) all right um Well, it's, is this our first official like comic book movie that we're talking about on the show? Is I it? feel like it is. Uh, I Think
0: so. Oh yeah, I think you're right, man. This so, might. So
1: we're the reason this conversation is coming across so conversational. I think is this is the first time we've had the chance to really crack open this can of worms. This yeah. On this... the show, we've had a lot of conversations off, Mike, about comic books and you know our favorite writers, blah blah blah. But this is the first. This is the first we've talked about. This on the
0: show Yeah and this is actually a, This is a vibe I mean This is a vibe that I really like When we When we're doing Measuring Flicks And we get into just Cause dude We're two friends chatting We've been we're friends talking where,
1: about Fucking We're getting nerd We're having nerdgasms over here Is yeah. what's happening Um So let's we get a bunch of bat sperm on our face
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm making
1: a quick getaway
3: squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> Gross He's like this is a supersonic frequency. Here come the bats. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I got to work out. Lucius. No, Lucious, I'm sorry. sorry. I, yeah, yeah. Lucius, is there any way you can make the bats come maybe just less? <laughs> less would be good. <laughs> I am just slimed when I
2: get...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just covered in it. It is. It's horrible. The, the, the bat... The hey, bats sperm... The bat sperm wipes that you made are great But uh, they're just but <laughs> they, they, they leave a little They're a little tacky I feel like my fingers are stuck together
0: By I... the way everyone in the world who's Who makes hand sanitizer Stop with stop it with s- the sticky. You need to stop with that. I'm going moi- to let's sanitize and moisturize. No, I don't give a shit about that. Kill the germs. Stop trying to moisturize my hands because I'm walking around like a sex offender all fucking day. With yep, tacky like fingers. I just
1: pleasured myself. It's, it's horrible. Just...
0: Dude, I I walk into a store. I, I hit the sanitizer because you want to start fresh. And then every box, yep. I have to like shake it out of my hand because <laughs> I'm spackled to the box. Like. We got to stop with all the aloe. Just give me some hand sanitizer. I'll Look, I will moisturize when I get home after I take my post-COVID world shower.
1: I will take cuticle burn <laughs> 99, 99 times out of 100 versus you putting your bullshit moisturizer in the goddamn To not have
0: a big pump bottle of cummy hands, I'll take cuticle yep. burn 100% of the time. Okay, man. Why would you give me cum hands I don't want your, your cum hands I don't care how clean they are They're still cum hands I don't yep. care that there's no cum on them That's cum hands that you've got now yep. And you You're did this me to me hands. hand sanitizer people You're shitty for doing that
1: <laughs> Cleanest cum hands on the planet
0: Oh god uh, Okay um, So we've talked about all the highfalutin art stuff Now let's talk about how this is also A fucking wheels flying off At action flick too Let's talk about the Wall Street heist Oh
1: my god, man Oh
0: my god, okay, here's another complaint Oh, Not from me, because not I do Batman action in the Batman movie? No, I don't give a shit about that, because you're showing me Tom Hardy And, uh, oh, this is something we didn't talk about About Bane, yes, he is probably The word I kept using with Bird when I was talking this through Is cerebral, he is probably one of the most Cerebral villains ever Like, thi- you, everyone always throws around 4D chess because our president's an idiot And people use <laughs> 4D chess to talk about how he's really secretly smart. That's wrong. Bane is playing 4D chess. Bane Bane understands how societies intrinsically hang together so well that he can manipulate the threads of civilization and play a symphony of destruction. It's like he has the power of the fates, man. It's wild. It's incredible. But that said, this is also Tom Hardy fucking huge. This is the biggest he's ever been, period. I was thinking Bronson, maybe, but no. When you see his no, he, back... He
1: goes, he goes pretty big. He goes pretty... His back is stupid, dude. I don't even... It un- makes me feel like I'm not even...
0: It's unreal. He has so much beef on him that he doesn't even look muscular. He just looks like a mountain. If you've ever seen Lawless, the reason that he wears so many layers in that he's always got like a button up and a cardigan and a vest is the original concept for the Forrest Bondurant character was to get really rangy and thin because Tom Hardy's a very phys- his performances are physical the physicality is important so he was good. Yeah,
1: at- this is connected to him at I least mean, part of that's totally. why you have him on your movie.
0: He was gonna go like Christian Bale skinny, not like the machine is skinny, but he was gonna get lean, like rangy, kind of like I am. Yeah. That was his goal. But then he got this, and he had to beef up so big that he couldn't lose the muscle mass in time. So he, he's using layers to kind of minimize it. This is, this is him fresh off, in that movie, he's fresh off Dark Knight. And he's like Jesus. 230 pounds of fuck you up. And he was supposed to be like 150 pounds. So they had to like really try and make him not look like a giant. Um, Jesus. He's not very tall, which is cool. I love how they shoot this. Because when you see him and Christian Bale next to each other in the fight scenes at the end, you can actually tell that he's not taller than Christian Bale. He's actually a little shorter, but he's Mm -hmm. so fucking housed it doesn't even matter. You know, no, dude? he
1: ta- he takes up for height and width Like, oh my just, god, yeah Just his shoulders, man, you like, fuck me, dude Like,
0: oh. yeah, when he's standing up, he's shorter than Christian Bale But when he falls on his side, his lats are taller than Christian Bale exactly. <laughs> It's,
2: it's
1: <laughs> How amazing does he
0: get taller on his side? That's insane And Bird pointed that out, because this is actually something you don't see in movies ever Which is somebody who is both extremely physically powerful This, he, this is very, he's very physical But also a genius, or brilliant
1: Yeah like, you get one or the other. Exactly. It's like either you, you're Bane in the comic
0: book. You get comic book Bane or you get or Professor the Xavier. Or you're
1: genius with the, yes, we have a
0: master plan. Right, like uh, big baby uh, baby. J- uh, Jim Carrey in Batman Forever.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: like yeah. You, <laughs> so you either get weird, smart, skinny dude or you get big, dumb idiot. In this one, you get the biggest, most disgustingly powerful physical force of violence ever. And he has the most incredible mind, and it's all in one package.
1: I might watch this movie again while we're on break between this. I'm
0: actually thinking about doing the same fucking thing, dude. (laughs) It's just like I'm either gonna play Assassin's Creed for two hours or watch this flick again. (laughs) I might learn how to. I might watch uh, like two hours of how to play Mage Knight in between our our thing. You you should, sir. Or I might play with my echo pedal, or I might do the bees because I got to do a bee inspection today. But um. So Wall Street heist One of the things that people don't like about this Is the like oh what the street g- Raises up into dirt bike ramps What's that about And it's supposed to be like um, So that car you know if you need to shut down the block It makes it so traffic can't get through But people yeah, are it's like
1: a, It's but, a countermeasure in, in a lot of big cities For right. controlling crowds and traffic
0: And people were like well Those cars are set up pretty perfectly For the bad guys to hit the ramp And do some dirt bike stunts I'm like yeah, you're watching a Batman movie You don't want to see dirt bike stunts
1: Yeah. Um, Remember, you're watching a Batman movie Right, did you not, uh, Well, even James Bond would have the same sort yeah, of dude, J- You get away with it in James Bond Or we fucking bitches
0: driving, driving motorcycles on like slate roofs And no one's yeah. like, that's unrealistic It's a James Bond movie, so you expect Some big shit so, like, to happen Q has a great idea for a new fucking watch that cuts through lanes. Well, well, I don't, I don't think that there would be ramps in the street. Well, I don't think that that guy would be wearing a bat costume and jumping off rooftops. <laughs> like, right? I kind of think that we're out of the real world enough that we can let the fucking ramps slide, so I can watch some dirt bikes fly over cop cars. Who doesn't want to watch that? People are fucking stupid. They don't know how to
3: complain <laughs> properly.
0: I know. You, got, you have to complain about like important stuff, like people in my community aren't wearing masks enough, so the infection rate of COVID is rising steadily, and the tourists won't stay home. Fucking... Um, actually, no. Let's, why don't we go back to complaining about those ramps in the street? That's
1: Ramps in the streets. that's a better... <laughs> yeah, we better suited for that. <laughs> that's
0: a more legitimate argument, I think, probably. Right. Um, but dude, that Wall Street heist is so fucking cool, because... He walks in with the helmet on I'm gonna need you to lose the helmet He pulls the helmet off Knocks a motherfucker out with it They hit the floor I love the two douchebag Wall Street guys Who are there to like do some day trading Bane walks over to the one Grabs him And he's like uh, The guy who he's grabbed is like I don't know what you think you're doing You're trying to rob us There's no money here And Bane's line This is Dude this is It's like This is the most disturbing part of this movie for me. Most of the time when Bane is talking to people, not when he's, like, shooting people in the head or crushing skulls, but when he's just talking about why he's doing what he's doing or what effects he's hoping to enact, he sounds a lot like how about half the country thinks right now. Yeah, it's kind of wild, isn't it? Yeah, he talks like... Uh, a Republican. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say he talks like um, he actually talks... and
1: just alienated half of our listeners. No, I think, actually, I don't think
0: Republicans listen to us. I think he talks like a, a liberal. I think he talks progressively. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually. He walks into Wall Street and they're like, "There's no money here." Oh, and he I goes, and he he looks down so at he's... the guy and he goes, "Really? Then what are you people doing here?" You know, like yeah, fair enough. He and not only that, he tanks. He tanks the economy because he's like. We're not going to let the ruling class, the 1% of Gotham City, utilize greed to hold the rest of you down and put you all into uh, basically an indentured servitude that lasts an entire life. We're not going to let the wealthy economically cripple 90% of Gotham City anymore. Recla- Dude, he stands up with a megaphone and says, reclaim your city.
1: And he- yeah, he sure does.
0: Uh I don't think that sounds particularly conservative. This sounds like No, that doesn't does it. No, this sounds like the argument for like the the progressive revolutionary movement. Take it back.
1: Well, it, it is too. Like I said earlier, it's like defund the police and he does. He buries them all underground. He
0: buries the cops underground so that the citizenry can do what they want to do. Be Mo- free. This more, is what you want? More so than that, in a in a really broad sense, what he does is he dismantles in one one city obviously, but Right. He dismantles late-stage capitalism. And what he does instead, he doesn't impose new order. He allows them to reorder themselves. But what he essentially does is he gently proposes some form of collectivism. Dude, he in 2020, if you take the murder out of Bane, Bane's a hero. Think about it. Which
1: is weird because I was kind of like having to
0: take the death out of
1: them. Yeah. when When the cops get free and they're going up after Bane, I'm I'm so torn. There, like who am I rooting for I didn't know who to fucking cheer now, for.
0: Obviously, look. Obviously there's a nuclear bomb that's going to kill an entire city. So he's clearly not you a hero. He's but, clearly not the hero. But, but I'm but saying if you delete deeper, Yeah, if, yeah if you delete certain elements. If you delete the like the hostage, he's taking a city hostage. He kills a lot of people. If you if you take those elements out and just look at what he's doing, Philosophically, and what he stands yeah. for, and what he's after—the
1: difference of watching this movie to just watch this movie, or watching this movie for a podcast—hundred percent. It yeah. gets
0: a little, it gets gray very it's quickly,
1: gritty-ish. absolutely.
0: Because even throw all the murder back in, we'll take the movie on its terms. Right? We're talking about we're talking about a piece of art. We're not talking about America twenty twenty. Although there's strong parallels, even in this movie, there are moments, even with the murder, even with the nuclear bomb, where you're like. Ah, ooh, shit, I don't disagree with that idea Like, there'll be an idea Or a concept, or a philosophy That that Bane will put forth And you're like Oh, ooh. damn, okay, yeah Actually, that's, I can actually that's...
1: get behind that. It's ooh, pretty close shit.
0: to stuff that you think And of, of course, his methods for achieving it Are indef- Correct, right. indefensible <laughs> There's no fair. fucking way that you can be like Yeah, yeah, there you go Like, destroy us, no, no, no But Philosophically speak, on the alms bay. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like, ooh, can we dial back the genocide just to Plus the murder? Just take the murder
1: down. Just Why so don't we not...
0: turn we're gonna turn murder down to like you've got oh, to other... turn the
1: murder off? We're gonna turn murder off today.
0: <laughs> Bane's like oh, We're gonna mute mute murder. Yeah, just let's try it out. Let's try it out without the murder. See how it goes. Bane shoots One you, thing. dumps you into In a the... river, you know, like
1: well, that conversation didn't go as planned. Well, what did I expect? <laughs> right, he's <Just> foolish.
0: <laughs> he's uh, he's clearly evil. He's clearly the most evil man ever. Um, your dying thoughts are. Well, that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> man, why did I why did I say anything? I should have just brought him his coffee. Should have brought him his morning yeah. matcha. He probably drinks matcha. He probably doesn't drink anything because the mask. But uh, oh, probably doesn't. Yeah, it's like eat. it's like vitamin supplements and shit and just steroids. His, <laughs> yep, venom. Um. All right. So the beginning of the Wall Street heist, awesome action movie, and this is our first reappearance of Batman with his toys and his stuff. What do you think of that? Because on first watch, I watched uh, on like when I first saw this, and the first time I watched it when I wasn't high, I was like, "Man, yeah, look at Batman's got his oh, and he's got a plane now, and he's, he's flying bat bike." And oh, he's. Turning all the lights off There's the funny bit where the Straight out of The Dark Knight Rises Where the lights are all going off And the cop car like Dies and then the You're about to see something cool Yeah he goes sit back kid you're in for a show That is straight out of The Dark Knight Rises Except he's swinging over top of him And the old cop looks up And there's like what's going on Or the young cop's like what's going on The old timer like looks up and sees Batman And he gets this grin on his face Where he's like Because Oh shit I'm sorry I just blew my own mind Batman, okay, the whole the hole-in-the-ground prison, the oubliette, he talks yep. about what makes that prison so bad is hope. Mm-hmm. Gotham City, without Batman, is hopeless any, because yeah, Batman yeah. represents hope. Batman, in Bane's philosophy, Batman is what makes Gotham a bad place to be. He... The idea that the city could get better In Bane's weird kind of Now that I'm talking it out It actually is a little bit of a nihilistic philosophy But oh, yeah. what makes Gotham so horrible Is the idea that somebody could fix it someday This
1: to, thought that you could possibly climb up and out
0: To Bane, yeah, yeah that's That's the most yep. horrible God, there's this, this you could have called this movie like the dark knight ghost prison because there's so Pretty much yeah <laughs> there's so many prison there's so many prisons in this movie prisons oh, yeah. like we're talking about like economic prisons we're talking about like wealth disparity as a prison about uh surveillance as a prison which is a topic that's explored in the dark knight the movie before this we have a literal prison we have a city turned into a prison like this whole movie is about Power structures and what happens When you disrupt them What different ways of disrupting them When you should disrupt them when you Shouldn't this is a And it's a superhero movie Dude yeah (laughs) I want Gotham To freeze (laughs) Dude I know like that's where we're coming From you know like Tommy Lee Jones just Gone (laughs) Yeah We go from that to Bane being like Search him and then I will kill you Like that yeah. That's some of my favorite Bane stuff Is when they bring Commissioner Gordon Into his underground lair And he just kills one of the henchmen Just right off the top Just shoots him And then he As he's looking through papers He turns to the other henchman And he tells him to search Jim Gordon And after he's done searching Jim Gordon He lets him know He's like once you're done searching him good. I'm gonna murder you too and then he just turns his attention away from this guy. Again, I didn't realize how fucked up this actually is until I watched it again with a little bit of weed in me, which, oh, yeah. think about that, dude. You're standing there, and someone goes, run through his pockets, and then I'm going to murder you. And then they just look away. Like, they're wait- now they're just waiting for you to do that. Your life just got the a... The fact
1: that he gave you a task to do, before. knowing that's the last thing you're
0: going to do, and that you're- holy fuck. And that you're going to do it. Like, and that's where like, you're going to do it. That guy's life went from I've got a life to a one minute timer. And he, what does he do? He search real slow, bud. Dude, he looks, the look on his face is it's good. It's because he's a bit part, he's only in the movie for like a minute. But like, the look on his face as he kneels to start going through Jim Gordon's pockets, and Bane has his back turned to him, and that guy has a gun. It never occurs to that dude to try and kill Bane. He's just like a plug Bane. Nope. No, he just got his expiration date, and it's sixty seconds from now. Sorry, bud. That's, and he just that's goes
1: the kind of power and control that does not. I can't even fathom. It's
0: uh, fuck chilling, dude. This
1: character yeah.
0: is chilling. Um,
1: so th- I can't possibly try to shoot him in the back. He'll kill me.
0: Yeah, which he's, he's gonna, gonna kill you anyway. He's gonna do it anyway. But like. That is the power of that dude I imagine that's actually what it's like to be in a room With Tom Hardy where he just is such a Commanding presence you know It translates really well I love his little Mannerisms like holding the lapels Which he picked up from He looked at um, how he looked at Dictators mostly Primarily dictators and warlords And watched their mannerisms and he Actually helped design his own costume as well They had him in like more of a Batman style like he had a suit and there was Like apparatus and shit and he was like no, he's a guerrilla fighter. He would be in like fatigues and combat boots and like, uh, you know, maybe like something tactical, and then his big dictator coat. You know, he he helped design that because he's like, no, no, no. This w- he'd be more like a terrorist than like yeah. a superhero, and that's how he dresses. God, it's phenomenal. Um, watching the 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 Batman portion of the Wall Street heist the second time through, you you actually there is something subtle that I think Nolan's doing here, where Batman looks gimmicky you've watched bane execute this perfectly dialed plan and then the way that batman decides to fight against it is like i'm gonna turn the lights off i'm gonna throw a boomerang it looks tired it It does old tired looks like what are you doing it does it yeah. And I know that it, it is An action sequence It totally is But when you're really Watching it closely And reading in the subtext You're right This is an exhausted old man I mean when When he's fighting Bane And he throws the smoke bombs up And Bane just Stances up And oh, lets them go, 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 go pop, off
1: pop. They, They're like Little smoke poppers Like what the fuck Is that showy shit He doesn't
0: even Raise his hands Or flinch He just He's like Partially bent over And when Batman Throws the like The flashbang he does At him He just stands up fully And never looks away from batman and it's just like pop 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 and he's like tricks and delusions and comes back down effective against the uninitiated but you and i we're initiated and he starts kicking his ass again batman looks like a he looks like a gimmick looks like
1: a gimmick he looks like he looks like a kid playing hero
0: and now i think there's oh yeah but I, i think there's a we were talking earlier about like the broken down body thing Mm-hmm. And we see Batman return from having a broken down physique and frame and body two times in this movie. The first yep. time he does it 100% with technology. He puts on the leg brace and he, Zip. yep. And he it just Oh, it hurts it. But now I can kick through walls and Oh yeah, it feels pretty good. I can. Oh, and I'm going to put on my suit and I've got like little exo arms and stuff. He fixes himself with his toys, with his tools And then in his fight with Bane, in this first, like, following Bane, you're right. It seems like a guy with a whole lot of crutches.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: He's just strapping his crutches to himself. You know what I mean? He wears it. I mean, earlier, we see him with a literal cane, and it gets kicked out from under him, and he falls down. As he starts fighting Bane in that, like, underground fight later, we watch Bane just pull off his crutches. The smoke bombs don't. Literally work.
1: pulling off pieces of his suit, like who are you under that? You're just an old broken man.
0: I honestly think that this movie barely wiggled into PG-13. This, I think that there is a. The certain, violence
1: is so visceral this, when, especially the Bane Batman
0: fight, is just like. I don't care that much about movie ratings, but I could I could see an argument for making this R. Yeah. When Bane punches. Batman in the head and the mask starts caving in onto his face. He's, you're watching, because remember, we've talked in the past about uh, just like tur- in, in converse- side conversations that Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is the person. You're watching this dude, you're watching Bane beat Batman's skull in. Yes. And that's why I honestly think that that is why Bane is shocked when Batman shows back up later. He doesn't say, like he's not I don't think he's surprised That Bruce Wayne is back He's surprised that Batman Batman is back Because Absolutely. he says "I No I broke you Yeah You know but He broke Batman And we saw him do it You, uh, you uh, fight like a younger man Holding nothing back You know like It's admirable But mistaken And then he just Fucking wrecks his day And there's that bit Where Batman like starts screaming And after Bane has like He blows up the roof and shows him... Or Actually, that's at the very end. But he's basically saying, like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to destroy Gotham, and you can't stop me. With your tools. Yeah, and he keeps kicking his ass, and Batman's, like, on the ground, and he's all fucked up. He's got his helmet all... Or his face mask all smashed in. And he still tries to get up. And that's when Bane was... He was waiting to see what would happen. Would Batman stay down, or would Batman get back up? And he goes... It's that famous line that everybody says, I was wondering what would break first your spirit or your body and he picks his ass up over his head and breaks Bre- his back like yeah, that's
1: right out of the comics too it is Bane, that was dude when that happened in the comics that was as big as that was as, as that big was a death moment of as as death of superman yeah 100% like doomsday fucking yeah right people were like people at school talking about it and shit
0: bam broke batman's back and- batman's out He was out for a while too Because then you That's when you get uh, Nightwing popping up more Um, And I think There was Some other There's another Like tertiary character Who became Batman For a while But he went all evil And then Batman Had to come back And fight Dark Batman It was It was a whole thing And, But dude Seeing it here Something about Something about Bane's intentionality I vastly prefer to the... Because when Bane breaks Batman's back in the comic, it's just a big, dumb animal breaking your back. It's like if you accidentally fell into a bull ring and the bull broke your back. That's what happened. It was like almost like, oh no, this big, dumb animal hurt Batman. In this one, he's like... this is It's so intentional. He's like, I'm going to give you a non-fatal injury that will cripple you, and you will be crippled, and that will make you useless, and because you're useless, it will give me time to destroy a society... To harm you on a fundamental level Right That That pick up and smack down That is That's not WWE Raw dude That is That is That is just sh- so stunningly Oh god There's not even a word I wish there was no, a was, word
1: I'm trying to think. I can't think of the word Cause it's it, uh, It's not like you're Sometimes you see something like that In a, in a movie like Oh my god Holy shit he, I can't believe he did And you watch it in this It's like you're just You're quiet like there's no like Jesus fucking Christ man.
0: Right. It's like watching some it's like watching someone get hit by a car like you're just holy fuck. The thing that screwed me up most is I after that what scene was done I paused it to take a note. You're not even halfway into the film yet. It's nuts. What's really what blew my mind is when you watch it in your head you're like it's Bane and Batman. This is the boss battle, but it's not. Not to Bane Bane is playing chess and this is a pawn that he has to take before he gets to the bishop and then he has to bury the rooks underground and then he's got to move the queen over and give the trigger to the queen to someone else. Batman is a blip on his fucking radar.
1: Yeah, it doesn't yeah, he
0: needs him for a reason and then he's yeah, it's done. And when he blows the ceiling Double-dum. and shows like, "Hey, guess where I am. I'm under your R&D division. And I'm about to take everything that Lucius Fox ever made for you and turn it against your city." That means that he knew that Batman would go to Catwoman to get to Bane. Yep. And he, the, Batman is twenty-two steps behind Bane, and that he's is not, not, even not playing a, the
1: same. He's not even playing the same goddamn game. Batman's
0: man. playing bocce ball.
1: He's playing checkers. Bane is playing forty chess.
0: Bane is playing real life risk, essentially. You Pretty know? much, he's playing he's playing mage Knight. and, <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's playing solitaire, dude. With, yeah. Like, oh, it's. It's really fucked up, kind of. All right, uh, I don't know exactly how we got. Oh yeah, okay. So we we moved like a whole way down my list, but um, I have one more note about this fight, and then I want to jump back really quick, burn a couple notes, and then we'll move forward. Does that sound good?